Huh? Only an asshole rushes. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Uh, What does D say in that Always Sunny episode? Oh, God. I don't remember, but bubbly I'm water, bubbly water, bubbly water, bubbly water, bubbly water, bubbly water, big bubbly, bubbly water, big bubbly <laughs> I'm, water. Uh, I'm watching. If you can guess which episode I'm watching right now, it's on in the background. I'll give you five bucks. Um, I'll give well, you a hint. Can... It is, I think, kind of around the middle of of the show. So we're in like season, right. you know, between six and eight, I think. What's crazy is we're on fifteen seasons already. Max uh, Fat. Okay, you're, you're right where I'm at. I'm going to say you are on It's an episode. epic episode. It's a two-parter, I think. Oh, it's not where uh, Charlie kills his – or Matt kills his dad. It's not that one. Uh-uh. Uh, it's not when the gang gets held up at gunpoint by the poils. Mm-mm. A two-parter. I think that, it's – maybe it's not a two-parter. I was thinking is it the one where Mac decides to um, confess why he's fat to the priest? No, that's a goddamn classic. Um, Which one is it? Spill the beans, sir. Storm of the century. That's not a two part, but that's a good one. That's a good mm. one when they shoot cricket down at the basement, down in the shoot shelter. Cricket. Uh, cricket, yeah, cricket's delirious, crawling out of a car right now. Or when Frank brings up the uh, LA riots and he goes, What are they mm. doing right here? And it's the black people. <laughs> what are we going, talking about? What are we talking yeah. about? What are we talking about? <laughs> the difference between looting and what was it? Looting and surviving. Uh, one was stealing yeah, a couple, bread, couple people that speakers. still don't understand the distinction, but. It's okay. I'm talking to actually, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say who we're talking about. We're um, not gonna give them the time of day. Uh huh. We're trying. We're gonna do our best since our audience is somewhat growing. Not to dox our friends. Yeah, <laughs> and the worst part is how don't align with us politically. So. Half the shit we say about a certain somebody that we bring up all the time, ninety percent of what we say is either completely over exaggerated oh, or just flat out ab- not true. Yeah, it's just us <laughs> saying like insane things that people are like, "Is it real?" And it's definitely not. But we came to the realization last week that <laughs> I really doubt. Like, if I was in his position, I would certainly not want. Um, not want random people from Ukraine knowing that you, you support <laughs> killing what unborn my friends babies. joke about yeah killing unborn babies and what mm-hmm. what the China government is up to and this and that and supporting the Vietnam War mm-hmm. to this day I'm not saying he does all that stuff but I'm also not saying he doesn't because I mm-hmm. haven't asked He's not I'm business. just gonna go ahead and say he does because if he doesn't he would have told us by now that he didn't support I know those things. you and I are pretty vocal about uh-huh well, you, Wait, we are we anti-china or are we pro-china um which side is lebron on because i hate lebron and i would just be the opposite of him well lebron is so pro-china it's crazy we're pro-china come on okay wait he wait lebron's pro-china oh yeah i'm anti-china i know but we're we're pro-china but i don't want to align with lebron i'm like the skip bayless of our generation okay think about it like this now there's good there's good and bad people that support good things, right? Right? No. So there's bad there's bad guys <laughs> who support. Like you just fly right by my nose. There's bad guys <laughs> who supported Jesus Christ throughout the years. I'm sure you agree with that. Uh-huh. Pontius Pilate, he's a fan. His arm, dude. They twisted his That's arm. True. He came up to Jesus once. He's like, "Hey, should we should we crucify said, Jesus I, quote, Christ?" Unquote, I beg you, please do not make us do uh-huh. this. And, and they Jesus kept chanting. Like, they wanted Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. And Pontius Pilate looked at Jesus and was like, my hands are tied, big guy. I don't know what you want from me. Uh-huh. 
and Barabbas was Fortnite dancing on Jesus Christ. And that, that that's pretty much what happened. Like in a nutshell, someone, mm-hmm. how did we get so far off track? But that's what happened. Pontius Pilate, yeah, he was a mm-hmm. quote unquote bad guy. He liked Jesus. I don't remember the, the point day, I was trying to make, to be completely honest. He said something with about bad guys and good guys liking the same. I was just saying, things. I think I said, you know, just because, you know, I, I was making the equation, I was equating China to Jesus Christ. LeBron, <laughs> okay. that's a, that's a LeBron to okay. religious bigots. Um, and it's more than a reach and a half, but you know, we just lost every every listener in the far right, right? I was following I was following you all the way until you said I you were know. comparing China to Jesus Christ. Then you lost me. You know, there's gonna be sorry guys, I'm also eating. We're doing our, our little chit chat before we do our actual interview with we got some good guests this week. Yeah, try not to um eat, please. Um, into the mic. I can eat on the podcast. I just can't eat on the on on the color. Says who? Says me. Yeah. There's no rules here. There's no rules here. Uh, I do have final say of creative creative content. And me eating is part of creative content. I'm not going to be good if I'm hungry. That's just true. For those at home, Garrett's um, soon to be wife made him made him dinner tonight. Um, She made you ordered food. I went to I walked to pick it up. Well, actually, so what she did when Garrett was out working, um, making making money for them to um, live in their humble abode, uh-huh. Cassidy went out onto a shrimping boat, a P. Diddy-esque shrimping boat, if you will. Diddy-esque um, shrimping vessel. Uh-huh. Caught some shrimp, cooked them up for Garrett, made some rice, and now he's got rice and shrimp with orange juice. Not bad. Honestly, very far off, but not and as co- far off as it possibly could have been. I had really a kombucha yesterday. Let's uh let's steer this let's steer this back to a conversation of substance. Um, Star Wars, the sequel's not being canon. Uh, oh, is that not where you were going? No, that's what I was thinking about today. I know that's what this wish show really is about. Our campaign to get the sequels retconned. Um, no, but if you if you hear Alec, I think you'll notice that longtime listeners might be shocked right now, but you can actually hear other people while Alec's talking. It's a miracle of modern medicine. I got a I got a cover for my mic via Garrett's lovely mother, who you were very mean to at times, but I've always been extremely no, nice to. It shut the fuck up. You are way meaner to your mom. Son. You're meaner I'm so to your nice mom. To my and mom your mom has close. your mom says less controversial things. Your uh, all I know is so no, Garrett no, no. always says shit about no. his mom. No, 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 no. no. She's I'm listening. Cut this out. I'm cutting this out. Why? I don't want my mom to know what I say about her to you. I'm not going to say anything. She knows what I'm about to say. What? All I'm saying is the last time I saw, or second to last time I saw his mom, she comes up to me and first thing she says is, what lies has Garrett been telling you about me? <laughs> that's it. That's it. I know. Oh, do you want, you wonder where I get it though? <laughs> Garrett's the same guy who, if he's proven wrong and I was right, he'll never admit it. He'll admit it to me behind closed doors, but then we'll never admit it out in the public airwaves. Exactly. It's gross. And it is unnecessary, and it's downright mean. But it's called you know, playing the game of thrones. It's making sure that he always he plays both sides, so he's always always finishes on top. Yeah, but you know where my real loyalties lie. Yeah, but whoever's winning, <laughs> so you come up on top. And some things, yeah, depending on what matters. Um, but anyway, back to brass tacks. Um, episode should be a lot clearer now. 
uh, when I'm doing the levels at the end of the episodes, I'm expecting them to be relatively even so we can actually boost other people's voices and not have to not have to squint your ears whenever Alex talking. Uh-huh. The, 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 the issue is I choose my words very deliberately and I make sure that That's what true. I say, everybody can hear. And you know what? If I got to gotta drown out some other people, so be it. And Garrett mm-hmm. was so that you made sure I got this fucking cover on my mind. I didn't. You know what? I didn't. One of our listeners, my mom, was. I'll be so completely honest. Bad. I sound. I sounded pretty bad, but this mic by itself was not a cheap. I mean, I didn't even buy this mic. I'll be the first to say it. Thank you, Jacob Franti, for this beautiful mic. So actually, from- every piece of equipment I am using is not from me. Did you just <laughs> say? Did you just call breaking a gift news to you? Jake gave you this mic that you just called. This was not cheap. Yeah. Well, I know it wasn't cheap. What happened was like I was like, Jumani. he's like, dude, your podcast sounds terrible. This is back when I just talked into the, the laptop, into the Chromebook. I opened up the mm. Chromebook, started Zoom and just chit chatted away. And this is before Garrett was even involved. He goes, you need to work on your sound because sound's key. And I'm like, yeah, mics are pretty expensive. And then I was on his Twitch channel. We were playing Apex together. And he goes, hey, does anybody want to help this podcast start up and become something real? Who wants to support young people's dreams? Me, a young person, right, Garrett? I would not call you young, but yeah. A young entrepreneur, so to speak. Long long (laughs) in the tooth. Uh Do you say, by the way, do you say you're 26 years young or old? I I omit the years at all. I just say, I'm 26. I like that a lot. 26 what? It's like uh, when you in math, when they would say we like show the units. Oh, oh, 26 mm. what? When you put the final answer, is it feet, inches? Nope, just 26. 26 That's cubic, you, cubic centimeters. You know what my argument with, with that all the time was? Okay, like they're like, you forgot to put feet or inches. I'm like, well, if you're reading it and you don't know what yeah, it you is. You can't figure all. it out. I'm starting to think you don't know math. <laughs> if you can't follow my work and figure out that's 26 feet, that's on you. Start speaking the language, bitch. <laughs> Any, anyway, do you think Miss Wilson's or Miss Wilson? What was her name? Miss Wilson. What do you think she's doing right now? Um, it's Friday night, right? I think she's curled up with a nice book by the fire. I thought you're gonna be way meaner. Okay. So she was really nice to both of us. So I'm not gonna be mean to her. She's nice to me. She hated you. No, I think she Just had a lot kidding. of. You weren't that bad. Now, for those pa- listening at home, in, that class, in my- that class, you were a go- you're just a goober, but you were likable. Yeah, yeah. If, if my mom and dad are listening, turn off for the next uh, sixty seconds. But uh, you're fine, so I, Wilson. I was, I was. But the thing was, I'd play Pokemon Red and Blue while in there. But I, I would never talk when she was talking. I would never make a scene. I'd never be in. You went about I, yours. Yeah, I, I got in my seat. You heard the ping from when the Game Boy turned on, and I was just locked into that. Yeah, nothing else. It, like I was not going to bother anybody around. The problem was she want, she tried to like make sure I didn't do that. So one day she goes up to Garrett. We're in the same class. He just got back from Mountain Ridge. And she goes, Garrett also was playing games on his phone, but less frequently by a long shot. She mm-hmm. goes up to Garrett and says. Why couldn't you could hide behind my back? Yeah, I yeah. Right I sat behind it. She goes, if you start playing games on your phone, Alex going to start playing games on his phone. And Garrett, what'd you say? <laughs> I laid it down for her on the on the low and I said, "Look, I was gonna do whatever the fuck he wants." But <laughs> me doing this has absolutely no effect on Alex. I can be. Meanwhile, we're having this conversation. That. I don't know, a foot and a half away from you, and you're not looking up. 
Oh, I, I, I would zone every. I put my blinders on. I will smash Williams. I got my <laughs> blinders on. <laughs> I didn't care less. Alabama. But, but yeah, I got the mic from a twi- uh, Twitch follower of Jake's who gave him five subscriptions. And I guess a subscription is like 20 bucks, uh, 20, 40, 60, 80, $100. There we go. It's quick math. And then he went on Amazon and you can see the little box where you can see what Jake's doing. He's got a great setup. Goes on and he bought the mic. And then he said, I picked it up from uh, Sean's house. So the mic's not mine. The, the cover's not mine. This old Xbox headset that comes in and out is mine, I think. That's I think I debate. bought it for you. Uh, the laptop's mine, though, because I remember I once bet on um, – we got to work on my, my anger issues when it comes to betting once, but I think I bet on uh, who were the two teams. I'll never forget. I think it was You're Merrimack. Yeah, I think Merrimack was playing like Southeast Missouri State. Oh, no, it was it was a fairly Dickinson. Was, FDU was playing, and I had I've them never like, heard of that. Yeah, I had them like minus three and a half, and they gave up like a 12 0 run to the opposite team. And I got super mad. I had my phone in my hand. And I kind of like made a just like a punching gesture towards my laptop. And I didn't mean to do it hard, but the side of my phone hit the laptop screen, shattered and shattered the whole thing. So I had to buy this Chromebook, which I'm so weird that I decided to buy an exact, exact replica of my old Chromebook. Mind you, my Chromebook you know how can't psychotic do shit. That is? It, it can't do shit when it comes to iOS or Apple stuff. It can't do anything. It's a Chromebook. It has no capabilities at all. I decided to go and get the same exact. You could have written com- off. On, you couldn't gotten like a two thousand dollar one and written it off as a tax uh, thing. Oh, I know, I know. I got the exact <laughs> replica to a T of what I had. I didn't just go so many places to look for it. <laughs> and then I realized yet again, I can't do anything on this thing. The only thing I can do is what I'm doing right now. This is the, this is the limit. This is, this is it. It's Podcast. the laptop. It's the laptop equivalent of like, we brought up the old Nokia, Nokia cancer. Yeah. Bricks Which one was the brick? Yeah, yeah. Now, you um, said Nokia gave you cancer. Are you still standing by that comment? Do you remember, like, their scientific at, like, using your mom's phone in, like, third, fourth grade and, like, calling someone and then five minutes in, it's, like, 129 degrees? You have to put it uh, on That happens to my phone right now. So, for the listeners at home, I haven't had a non-iPhone in, in a decade and a half, so I wouldn't Well, the, pro- the problem is, it's... Uh, like he says, okay, it would get to 120 degrees. And I get what he's saying. I used to play NBA Jam on a mom's phone. But what happened was I got this. What, why are you looking at me like that? What year were you playing NBA Jam on your mom's phone? I don't know if it was NBA Jam, but it was like it was like a, a flip phone. It was on the small screen. It was like 1v1 and it would just be half court. And you press like the middle button to shoot and you moved with the, 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 the pad. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking for a second that your mom had a smartphone at this point, so you would have been fourteen years old, going, "Mommy, mommy." No, I was, no, no. I was like, phone? I was probably in like fourth, fifth grade when I'd okay. get her phone and play it. Like we'd go to Great Clips, me and my brother, and he'd mm-hmm. get her, and I'm like, I'm not gonna sit through this shit. But uh, <laughs> anyways, my phone uh, is a Samsung Eight Plus, and the the sad truth of the matter is. I got, a, I got a guy, I got a source that works at AT&T or did work at AT&T, one of the higher ups. He's giving me new phones. I just don't want to switch because this thing, you know, I mean, it works technically and barely. It depends who you ask. It's in my hands, but I've dropped it maybe 50 times. 
I've ran more apps on this thing and checked more scores on this thing than probably anybody on earth. This thing is on its last, it's been on its last leg for many a years to the point where I was on a phone call once, like a video call on my phone Mm -hmm. looking and it got so hot, it just turned off. And in my hand, it was scorching hot. That is so fucking funny. And instead of changing my phone, you know what I did? I just put it, I was in the car. Put it in the freezer? No, basically, I turned, the, the AC? Yeah, I turned the air on four and just put it there. And then I got I've it to cool there. down. Then I got back on the phone call. But the thing was, the phone was actually like, I had to keep swishing hands. Like I could only hold it for like 10 seconds. It was cold. Act like a hot coal. It was on fire. I'm surprised it didn't combust. Crack an egg on top of it and you have fucking scrambled <laughs> eggs in two minutes. God I mean, That's funny. Yeah, uh-huh. I swear to God, if we don't hear any comment about how funny that is, I will freak out. Mm-hmm. let us know everywhere on uh whatever the website it, that it is we use to disperse or or distribute our podcast it gives oh, me the nice. option to put, put in polls and shit um, like i've never lot. done it but maybe i'll do a a poll for how funny was alex bit about his his hot coal brick phone <laughs> and the answers are hilarious hilarious hysterical. and very fun and then the third option is I don't know. I don't know what funny is if it's slap me in the mm. face. <laughs> Hit the third option. Um, oh, by the way, I was listening to part of my take today, which is inspiration to us all. A I'm not, I've, I've been trying not to because I just don't want to like. Because if I listen to it, I'm just like, I know I'm going. You steal, to like, you steal takes. Exactly. Because they're so funny. They say some shit that's so goddamn funny that you just want you want to take. But I agree. I kind of try to listen to interviews more than anything on my podcast because you can't. Mm. Really they had Brandon Marshall on in PFT because Brandon Marshall has the IMF podcast. And PFT uh-huh. said, uh, to all the young and up and coming podcasters, make sure you podcast on the same day and get it out on the same day. I know. Which if there's a rule we don't follow, it's that. Well, we've recorded three straight Saturdays in a row. And we got out on Monday, Tuesday, and Monday. So we're I actually doing, we're doing decent okay. Job. And this is the fourth Saturday in a row. So this isn't too bad. Really? We're on track. It's fourth or third Saturday in a row. I guess this it just definitely- feels, I guess, well, you know what? We get a mulligan over the Christmas break. Um, uh, I like we're calling it. We're, we're halfway to 30 and we're calling it Christmas break. <laughs> uh, um, tombstones being etched out. <laughs> we're calling uh, it Christmas break before we have to go back for the second semester at university. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, uh, but yeah, we, I know we missed a few during Christmas break and then. Was Banterception like the one we left off on, or was Banterception that the one, one we came back with? No, we left off on, then we came back after Christmas break with the new one that wasn't. That's right. Banterception was like right around my birthday, and then we didn't record for like three. No, days. then we did the new one that wasn't that great, and then we recorded on a Saturday, and then we recorded on a Saturday, and we recorded on a Saturday. So this is the third straight. I Saturday. see. Um, this, I mean, the way this is going right now, we're on um, Banterception 2.0. <laughs> might be might be coming up but we well maybe not because we actually are going to talk football with uh who's our second guest it's can it's not cam and ariel we have cam, cam and aaron aaron medina he's aaron the, medina uh, he works thinking school, ariel did work at scottsdale community college i'm not sure if he's still there we're we talk here and there we don't really talk personal stuff we kind of just talk about old guys that we coached at scottsdale community college and you know, he played fantasy the, football with us one year he did he played one year he traded me um who did, he traded me tight end Rob Gronkowski for Blake Bortles pretty much straight up. That was fun. Um, and then he wasn't in the league anymore because everyone was mad. Um, and then Cam Ross, we've had on before, uh, reoccurring guests. So we have the Bengals. I remember that year, actually. 
because I, I uh, that. that was the same year that Chance Randall was in our league. God rest his soul. I wonder what Chance is doing. Uh, but he was out, and then he texted me one day. He said, "Do you want Tom Brady?" And I said, oh, yeah. "Yeah, for what?" And he goes, "I'm just gonna drop him. I'm done." And then everyone, uh, and then, everyone was had their panties up in a bunch. And then Garrett was trying to figure out a way that I he tried could to. Slip. I tried to do a spin oh. cycle on it. I was like, yeah. "How is this unfair?" I just saw that it was there, and then Chance is like, "Well, yeah, yeah I told him." Yeah, and then he still he, he went to the grave, trying to say that I'm right. It was, it's one of those. I still bring it up sometimes when I need to like. Uh-huh get things swayed yeah, in my favor of like guys yeah. i let go of the tom brady thing in 2013 mm-hmm. you need to fuck it someone needs to work with me on this right now uh-huh someone someone give me the win i know i lost by 37 points but if you think about it if you if think it about was... it if i had if i got to have the pick in the draft that i wanted i would have taken christian uh-huh. and saquon barkley wasn't so goddamn terrible <laughs> i know Goddamn. devin booker's a better running or Devontae. <laughs> devin probably devin booker too devin and Devontae booker ran better is the dumbest thing I've ever heard another person say, but okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we're going to get to our interview here in a minute because we don't have a whole – I mean, we do have a whole lot of time. The interview is going to be good, but a little college basketball roundup. I didn't write anything. I'm looking at the top ten. But Auburn, people have been saying it's Auburn for real. I've been getting questions. John Stanfield, you're one of them. Absa freaking lootly Jabari Smith. Remember the name, Garrett. I think Jabari Smith's right in your wheelhouse. Garrett is a big fan of slashers that can dunk. And shoot pretty much anything. It, if is Kobe this the guy out, who I guessed uh, yesterday? No, no, that was Jabari Walker. Okay, okay. I was like, I know it was Jabari. No, Jabari Smith, the full package, 15 points a game, shoots 40% from three and 44% from, uh, from the field. Guys, uh, just, you know, he's lightning in a bottle quick too as well for a forward position. Going to be a lottery picnic this upcoming draft. Look out for him, the real deal. Wendell Green came down hobbled in the last game but he should be healthy. And then Walker Kessler, of course, from North Carolina. I say Auburn's the real deal. And then, of course, everybody's favorite matchup. Garrett, you and I watched a little bit of this. U of A, number three U of A, played number seven UCLA. Everyone's darling from last season who made a final four run before losing against Zaga in overtime. Uh, Garrett did not want to watch the game. He just wanted to play fucking I know. I was going to say it's really generous that you would say we watched a little bit. But you did watch a little bit of it. I had Um, it on my TV for a second. Kirk Krista having one of the worst games of all time. I believe he finished the game with drum roll, please. Zero points on 0 of 12 shooting, 0 for 9 from the three. Uh, for a international guy that is known for being able to shoot long distance, one of the worst games ever. Do not sell your Arizona Arizona stock yet. I think that was a loss just waiting to come. They're now 16-2. They're only their loss at Tennessee, which was another game that they struggled out of the gate. But unlike the UCLA game, they were actually able to come back and make it a game. They do play ASU tomorrow, Garrett, as 21-point favorites. ASU's fucking awful, but I will say this rivalry game, you never know. You never know. You never, you know. never know. And then it's the same It's the same usual suspects in the top ten. Nothing's changed. Duke with Paolo Benchero will be, be as good as anybody during the Coach K farewell tour. Michigan State, Wisconsin, we did call that game on color cost. We will be calling the AFC Championship on color cost as well. Uh, Garrett was uh, a big – I was going to bring that up. So we did – if you listen to this show with any regularity, you know I basketball bores me, me. Baseball bores me. Yeah. Uh, so Alec, Alec, most things bore him. But yeah, if it's not football or like just like the Xbox party or Overwatch. Um, but no, Alec texts me. He goes, "Hey, just because Eliana's hounding him to get a job, which I look." I don't support. I think you're a gem, Alec. I think you do whatever Thank you need. I'm good as I'm, I'm, I'm perfect as I am. Perfect as is. Thank you. Um, 
but anyway um alex signs up for this thing to get a tryout to get a job with these people they basically pay us money to do this but while we're watching a football or a, a sports game an event mm-hmm. um and alex shows a college basketball game and then invited me he was like hey you want to be the co-host and i was like i mean i guess as best friend he is the co-host of this fucking podcast so we have chemistry so it's like uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then about five minutes in, I was like, this was a mistake. Um, that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that was so hard to even even keep a remote attention. Kevin said that I had a, the attention span of a squirrel yesterday, and I kind of agree. And I'll tell you what, though, he did say some stuff at halftime where I was like, OK, it looks like he's kind of paying attention. And he didn't like Michigan State. He was a big uh well, he was a big fan of so funny. He said that Maddie Suzoko, the center for Michigan State, was a quote-unquote <laughs> lightning rod off the bench. The guy had two points and one rebound. Yeah, but one. he was super aggressive on defense, and he was getting around. Well, we did see the A.J. Hoggard game. We did see the A.J. Hoggard game. That guy uh-huh. had like 20, almost a double-double. So we saw some good stuff. Wisconsin still has uh, uh, Johnny Davis. They'll be legit. And then, like I said, the top ten still your usual suspects. Kansas with Christian Brown and uh, – Agabuji and McCormick Baylor with um, the transfer of Kinjo from Arizona. I expect not a lot of change up there. Purdue as well. I think Purdue is probably my right now, my favorite to win it all outside of either the top three, Auburn, Gonzaga, and Arizona. And then, you know, guys that are going to be creeping up number 12, Kentucky with a big win this weekend or Mississippi state or this week, they'll have a, you know, they still got to finish up the weekend strong and Garrett's former alma mater, if you consider him going to school there oh. for maybe 60 seconds, Villanova uh, can't figure it out, but they're still Ken Palm darlings. It's going to be a fun year. I think that's wide open. And then Chet Holmgren, I was talking to Kevin Sheehan earlier. Uh, can a guy named Chet Holmgren be good in the NBA? I feel like that name is no, more- no. What? Chet Holmgren sounds like he should be an offensive coordinator and exactly. 350 pounds. But I don't know. Chet Holmgren seems like a kind of backwards hat kind of guy coaching at Houston. I like to imagine that Chet Holmgren is Mike Holmgren's son, but also. Yeah, he does sound like an O-line guy. But also it's Chet Hanks. Yeah, so he's a. So he's he's doing the Jamaican. He's chubby, chubby, but he's not fat. Yeah, yeah, he's chubby, but he's not fat. But he wears like super long tees and like baggy jeans. It's a wild boy, some, and he's calling power and counter and reverse and fucking uh-huh. running the call. Shannon, he wears and a, a visor backwards, upside uh-huh. down, <laughs> inside the little puka pul- shells. And a God damn it! That is me, fucking like, funny. I, the thing is, me and Garrett can go forever, but I can't keep our guests waiting for too long. So, Aries, what I'm going to ask you is just play your music real quick, and we're going to jump in the interview right after the music. Hit it, baby. It was so hard to fly. The, the thing, the, the thing with the drone, Gary, I see you started the recording. So, uh, on the pod right now, we have 49ers fan, Aaron and recurring guest Cameron. Bangles I didn't want to miss this story. I figured we might as well. Oh, I'm going to go into the story. Don't worry. Um, we were at Scottsdale Community College. Aaron was there. He can attest. 
and we got a drone. So we always used to, me, Aaron, and uh, this the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Randy Bandalo, used to always set up cameras and stuff. And I mean, these things were barely hanging on by a thread when we were done with them the first year. Like I'm talking, we were using, um, like we were using triple A's where double A batteries should go and just kind of trying to make it work, you know, Jimmy rigging everything. And by that second year, Randy was gone. He was coaching at another place. It was me and Aaron and our offensive coach, may he rest in power, Chris Chick, said, you guys need to get a drone. You need to get a drone. You need to get a drone. You need to get a drone. Mind you, who's going to pilot this drone was the question. <laughs> and I figured, I felt like it was going to be me because no one was saying anything. It always ends up being either me or Aaron. And eventually we get this drone and our head coach, Doug Madaski, is like, hey, figure out how to fly it the day of practice pretty much. And I'm out there trying to fly it. The battery only lasts like five minutes. I'm not very good with technology of that magnitude. I think it was the third day. It's got a little home button. So you, you, you put it up in the air and you fly it to where they're practicing, right? And you can get all 22 in, in the screen and get it going. It looks pretty good. The problem was when you press home to come back, it's only a radius. So it picks a spot. My dumb ass sent it up in the air by the goalpost. And there's a gate right there. So it's got to come home. The battery's almost dead. Um, and as it's coming, as it's coming back, as it's coming back, it looks like it's going to land on the gate to enter the practice field. And the gate's probably what, Aaron, seven feet tall. So I'm like, right. if it lands on that, this is like a $1,200 drone. If it lands on that, it's going to tumble and the blades are going to break. We only got one reserve blade. So if two blades break, we're out. And I have the, the, the controller is on, uh, it's around my neck. So I go up and I'm like, I got to save this drone. So I'm going to go one hand. I'm going to OBJ this bitch. So I go up to OBJ it and the, the cord from the drone remote got stuck on the gate. So now my neck is on the gate. <laughs> my body's on the gate. I, 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 I look so awkward and I get my left hand up and I grab the drone. But my hand was, I was so awkward. Long story short, it's still turning. I got to my face. It cut my nose clean. Cut right under my eye clean. I'm bleeding everywhere. I missed my eye about like an inch. And a uh, typical Doug, if uh, we had a guy, uh, what, what do you do, break his ankle on the field, Aaron, and we just move to the other side of the field? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you same guys, thing. If you guys ever want to hear an entertaining, we could probably talk about this, the 2016 <laughs> season for like an hour and a half. We'll do an oral history one time about it. It's unbelievable mm -hmm. the things that happened that year. <laughs> it made no sense yeah. to a juke. I mean, there's so many stories that can go on forever. This is probably the least entertaining story of them all. And I just go up to him. I'm like, I think I cut my eye. I couldn't feel it because it was such a deep cut. You know, when it's like so deep, you can't even really feel it. Um, I was just bleeding and I, I could feel it a little bit. I didn't think it was that bad. And everyone's looking at me like it was insane. I get in Aaron's cart. He drives me over to the trainer. They'd have put me back together. But that is the drone story. I almost lost my eye because it was, it was like an inch under my eye. And if you really think about it, drone blade cuts your eye. Aren't you pretty fucked? Oh, like that eye's gone. You yeah. would look sick with yeah, an eye patch, though. No, well, I would have gone with like the dead eye, you know, where the red, everything's white. Like it's just all white. Oh, I see. You know, you'd have to go eye patch. The eye patch is sick. Like, look at Slick Rick. Look how mm. cool he looks with an eye patch. Exactly. But you know what I would have done? I probably would have took a knife and then cut from the top, like Anakin Skywalker style, top of, <laughs> top of my forehead all the way down to like my cheekbone, and then said I got in a lightsaber battle. So you, like, you, you manufacture a wound so that it looks cooler. Yeah, mm -hmm. so the die's dead, but I manufacture a wound in a story 
at, you, you at stolen valor a lightsaber wound uh-huh and then when they're like well who is there i just make up names that people that are dead that i find in the what, what's it called in the back of the newspaper where it shows all the dead people the, ob- the obituaries right. yeah <laughs> easy enough um so Hello. yeah that's hey what's up my name is ron johnson uh-huh so yeah though that's we could honestly me and aaron could talk about that season for years i mean sh- cam was around and you garrett were around for the good years me and aaron were there for the there's only one bad scottsdale community college year ever we were smacked at in the middle of it well we had coaches getting uh getting reprimanded we had players committing to louisiana tech that <laughs> didn't even play for us we, we had a yeah, whole bunch we, yeah there's there's so we had a kid that was arrested for exposing himself to a woman like, <laughs> like right before the season it was crazy uh every story is just you could go on for day no one no one believe us we we made jokes that last chance of you should have came to us mm-hmm. but at the same time i guarantee that show would have been number one on netflix if it did that season that's oh, yeah. tommy would have been a star man <laughs> no he wasn't there not not no, gone. oh is that you that he left right before uh-huh mm. yeah we, we had two ocs that co-coordinated from chandler high but they coached at chandler high as well and then they left for games for chandler high in california a couple times so just be like four coaches out there it was a good time it was a good time i wouldn't you trade want, it. and you I wonder why juco football folded in arizona i wouldn't trade it for the little world all right sure anyways buddy. let's get let's get let's let's get this train back you know back right. on its tracks um we'll start with i mean We'll just kind of jump into it and, you know, if you think the question is towards you, go for it. I well, mean, I know Cam is a Bengals fan. I'm assuming, Aaron, that you're a Chiefs fan then. No, why would I do that? Why would, I just said when he was getting on here, I said, Aaron, who's a 49ers fan in the, in the intro. I'm going to need you to take that tone down about five notches. <laughs> uh, we have 49. God. We have the underdogs. We have the underdogs. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll say this. One of you guys is a seven and a half point underdog. The other one's three and a half point underdog. So you guys feel disrespected? Either of you, or you feel like that's that's appropriate line. Because what? The Niners have beat the, the Rams twice this year. And the right. Chiefs Chief already lost to the Bengals. It's the same. Yeah. I, I mean, for the – I'll speak on both quickly. For the Bengals, it doesn't surprise me at all um, because the Chiefs are always overrated in Vegas. I mean – we all bet a little bit. We all gamble a little bit. So we know um, kind of where they're always at. And the Chiefs are a terrible team at the spread just because, especially last year, they were off. I know they killed me a lot. <clears throat> so it doesn't surprise me that they're overvalued, in my opinion. I, I knew they were, the Bengals were going to be dogs. Um, and they, I mean, what were they against the Titans? Like five and a half point dogs. So I think, I think it was four. Four and, four and a half. Four and so, four. you know, against the Chiefs are way better than the Titans. So it makes sense that I was, that's about what I was expecting. I have money on the Niners and the Bengals, actually. Um, last week, I teased every dog and ended up winning, and I was ready to kill myself because I didn't put any cheese on it. Money line, it would have paid out stupid, but then the Bills ended up blowing it late. So I would have killed myself if that happened. So <laughs> you heard it I'm glad. Time. I'm glad I didn't put any money on it, but. But no, and then on the Niners side, I, I, I like the Niners win the game. Um, they've owned McVay and the Rams since Shanahan's been there. And, you know, if it's a close game late, as bad as Jimmy G can be, it seems like he'll pull it out and Stafford seems like the kind of guy that won't. Um, and so in those late game situations, I'd, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'd probably rather have Jimmy G than Stafford in the end of a fourth quarter. 
No, I agree with that. He's Jimmy G's got that clutch gene. Um, to be completely really? honest, especially that Rams win in the season. And uh, no, I agree. Isn't there something to say though about beating a team three times in a year and twice on the road? Yeah, could you you think they can do it, Aaron? You think the Niners have that? And it could do it. Being a team twice is hard. Three especially, times, uh huh. Especially a team like the Rams that's loaded across the roster. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think what so kind of going back to the original point of the Niners being the underdog. They really thrive in this role in this postseason of being the underdog in every game they've been in. To be honest with you, I, I always thought they're going to beat the Cowboys, you know, in the wild card weekend. I thought they were a, a great matchup against the Cowboys. When they went to Green Bay last week, I was pretty hesitant. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know if this is really going to work out for them. You know, it's going to be cold. I mean, if you look at the Packers and Niners, like the Niners have a lot of talent, but the biggest discrepancy in talent is at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so much of a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it's not even funny, but like they say, the defense and, and, you know, the pass rush and the running game travels anywhere in any weather. So for them to go in there and, and be effective and, and do what they did, especially after the first drive, because the Packers marched right down the field and just laid it on them. You know, it was, it was consistently quick throws to Devonte Adams you know, they would pick up a couple of chunk plays in the ground. And when it was seven, nothing, I thought, well, this is not going to, you know, be pretty, but you got to get credit to D'Amico Ryan. He really pulled together and just kind of schemed up a great game the rest of the way out. And what they only gave up another field goal. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, going to I this game. Oh, he's done such a good job. You know, every, when they lost to the Cardinals, you know, when they had Colt McCoy starting, I thought the season was over. There was talk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. People on people online were calling Kyle Shanahan Matt Nagy with the cool hat. <laughs> That's, so mean. That's how bad things were. But and I was one of those guys when they were three and five that said maybe it's time to start Trey Lance and kind of get this thing going because the kid needs reps. Mm-hmm. But you know, then they had the Rams coming Monday Night Football and they absolutely dominated. That's when they started doing the Debo that running back deal, which is. It's so crazy that Debo Sam has become one of the most exciting players in the league so fast. I know. I mm-hmm. love Debo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fantasy I feel like he went from, No, I feel I, he is a fantasy owner of his. I feel like he went from he's a good receiver that you'd be hesitant to draft with all those big names. Like Even like the A.J. Browns of the world, you'd be like, I don't know if I would yeah. have him over A.J. Brown. And now all of a sudden he's like the can't-miss show every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, no, to your point – Trey Lance thing, I thought I would agree with you when they were three and five. I was like, I just don't know if this the NFC West is loaded. The Cardinals were at the point seven and one, so right. definitely I was I, everybody was kind of calling for Trey Lance. So I think Jimmy G was able to kind of to be able to drown out that noise and do what he's done. That's I don't know, I'm gonna say that's pretty special. Oh, yeah, I, this is I Jimmy think G. The, go ahead. No, I'm just saying we're pro Jimmy G. Well, I am at least Garrett. I don't know. Oh, no, I yeah. like I like Jimmy G. I I don't like well you and I actually talked about this last night. We think Jimmy G is like a middle of the pack quarterback. Like, he said who do you rather have Jimmy G or Derek Carr? And I think I said what did you I You said say? Derek Carr without a doubt. No, no, I said it's close. And then you said okay, no. so Derek. You did not say it's <laughs> close. I did, but keep going. You didn't. Don't bespeech besmirch, besmirch, bespeech, besmirch. Besmirch my name. But no, I mean Jimmy G is a solid quarterback. He's not going to win you games. For the most part, he can win you games, but he's if if things are going right for the Niners, then yeah, they can win a lot of games with Jimmy G. They have won a lot of games. You can with Jimmy win G. games with Jimmy G. 
I don't know, dude. I feel like he won that game against the Rams in Week 18 in the win and get in. No, Fought. for sure. Yeah, dude, and it was I, clutch. Yeah, but as well. had a huge day too. He was clutch, but like someone's got to give him the ball. If, I don't know if two thirty and a touchdown is winning the game. I mean, Debo okay. Samuel did throw a touchdown in the game, so I mean, technically mm-hmm. he could play quarterback too. May as well try it. He might. He might. Have, I have a question about the running backs after we we get through this one real quick. Oh no, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So. Aaron, as a, as a Niners fan, do you wish that they would draft not a big name running back, but somebody? I know Elijah Mitchell has panned out. But I feel awesome. like the Niners the Niners go through these things where they have like a Matt Breda, a Jeff Wilson. It's guys you can get in the fifth, sixth round that are obviously mm-hmm. not spectacular running backs. But it's I mean it's what Shanahan's dad did. He would get these guys in the fifth, sixth round. Terrell Davis is undrafted, I think. Right, guys um, who aren't freak athletes, who are just like guys who tr- who translate well to a zone scheme. Do you wish that they would spend a higher pick on a running back? I know they have Sermon right now. But yeah, you have, I, you have to think... imagine when Debo Samuel. Ste- I mean, he's a great, he's a great athlete. But you imagine when a, re- a receiver stealing uh, rushing attempts. There's got to be yeah. not a lot of confidence in the running back room. Right, and I think that they were hoping that that Trey, Trey Sermon would be that guy, but it really just really hasn't panned out for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, in the Packers game in week three, he had like 10 carries. They looked pretty good. Oh yeah. And it, you thought that, okay, you know, this is going to work out, but then he got hurt and then like he got hurt again. So and it's just, it's been just this numerous just different factors of why the, you know, he hasn't been in the field, but they also didn't anticipate that Raheem Mostert would get hurt the second carry of the year. Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. Cam had Raheem Mostert everywhere, dude. I had him everywhere in fantasy because I thought he's going to have a huge year. Honestly, it's it's the scheme. And that, I think that's like the most important part of why I think the 49ers is going to be dangerous for a long time mm-hmm. is running backs are so replaceable in the right especially system. In, especially in this right, 100%. in the right system. And in that system, I think they could honestly throw anybody that has one cut ability back there and they'd be a thousand yard rusher if they stayed healthy. Um, I'm not a fan of Sermon at all. I didn't like him in college. I think he's very overrated. Um, I would love to see like a super talented running back in San Francisco. Cause I honestly think they could go for 2k. Tevin um, you know who would be, who, who, who be a killer running back in San Francisco would be Tony Pollard. Oh my God. Yeah, he would yeah. be perfect. He, he would, would be light perfect it up. because him and Debo could split that work and I think that uh, would be nice. That would be really. I think that'd be really. really nice. You know what? I think I think you you should speak that into existence, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Niners. Uh, I want to see that on Google. Just give him a ring. That's a great idea. Why aren't you? Uh, who's the GM? Robert yeah. Sala. John Lynch. Yeah. Take a shot. Oh, yeah, Robert right. Sala in in the Big <laughs> Apple. Oh, uh, do you? What's that, Aaron? The, the Niners tried to kind of do that with Jarek McKinnon, but then he just kept blowing his knee out. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. Like when they the signed is, him, he's still around. I am on that money, and then I was like, "Well, shit, this isn't." I mean, okay, in theory, yeah, this is gonna work great. Like he's a this dude, just one cut and go. But then he kept getting hurt, so like, well, this is a waste of uh, a monumentally bad contract. So, yeah, no kidding. Jarek McKinnon kind of came on a long time ago, didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, so his first, his first, his good. good, his first good year was when AP was. Was AP hurt? Or was AP? I think it was the suspended year AP was for coming back. Was it yeah, from suspension or ACL? From yeah. uh, suspension, I think. When it beat his kid with switch. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> see. I know, like the thing with yeah. with McKinnon, it's like I don't think it's the that the fact that the Niners don't want to spend draft capital or don't want to spend money at running back. 
just like not and I really don't think they have to because obviously this fifth sixth round thing has been working out um but I would like them to see like bring, like Jarek McKinnon was a, a hyped guy he had a lot of talent and he had good production and limited snaps but like I would want that like I'd want to see someone who's like already established himself as like a top 10 running back who has some durability go there and that's what I think they could really be special and then you know, I, I'm a Trey Lance fan to a degree. I'm a much bigger fan in fantasy than I am in real life. I've never been a big proponent of the quarterback who is run first, run second, throw third, um, like the guy in Baltimore. But, <laughs> um, but you know, like, I think that offense could be insane with read option. You throw Trey Lance back there with a legitimate top 10 running back. Or if they really want to get crazy – can you imagine if they told Debo Samuel over in the top scene and put on, you know, 10, 15 pounds, get to about 225, and then you have a guy that's that dynamic as a receiver, and you give him 200 carries, you give him like an mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara workload, he'd be yeah. he'd be insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, you see it in Atlanta now. They were actually – they I thought they over uh, exceeded expectations this year a little I, bit in Atlanta. They, they were yeah. like oh, one or two away from making the playoffs. Corderell Cord Patterson. Shit, they you said his name play. right for the first time ever. Yeah, Corduroy Patterson played running. I was running waiting for a Cordelius so bad right there. Cordelius, Corduroy. Dude, Corduroy they, Peterson is my favorite. I think it's all about getting touches, and they, they got that guy. Dude, like, how much of a waste of space was he in Chicago, uh, Patterson? He was god-awful in Chicago. You could, they, couldn't, they could not find a way to get him the ball. Like, oh, Matt Nagy should have been fired alone from seeing Corduroy mm. doing what he did. And, um, and it almost like, makes you wonder in, like, today's day and age if you can – I mean, assuming that the player has, like, some modicum of ball awareness, just putting people who are great in space, like kick returners and punt returners in the backfield, let them do their thing. Just like Devin that. Hester was too late or too early? Well, I, I, think, I think Devin Hester walked so Cordell Patterson could run. <laughs> I like I that a that. lot. And, oh, Percy Harvin, and Percy Harvin was somewhere in there too. Oh, he was somewhere in there. But those minor Percy Harvin used to get used to get carries, man. Percy Harvin, if he stayed healthy, would have completely changed the game. Yeah, and, and no, I think with the Debo emergence, I think you, the next thing you'll hear in the draft coming up is like all these people talk. He's the next Debo Samuel. Well, I think there's only one mm -hmm. Debo Samuel. Oh yeah. I mean, De Debo's literally an Amazon box with legs. The dude is so <laughs> stout, and big, and just a freak of nature. We got to get the him on thing, the podcast. The you only know? thing I would be, I would be worried about with Debo and like what I was saying, if they had him put on some weight, if they wanted to like lean into this and give him even more volume and carries, is this is the first year he's ever been healthy, um, right. and I don't think you want to risk maybe yeah. losing your most dynamic guy outside of maybe you. I think you could argue argue Kittle's a little bit more dynamic, but they're right there. They're both great yeah. players. Um, I don't know if you want to risk losing him, but at the same time, like you don't know if he can stay healthy unless you give him the chance to his running, like as a receiver, the injuries he's had have been kind of like fluky. Um, I don't think he's a guy that's necessarily injury prone. I think he just had some bad luck early, mm -hmm. but I don't know, man. I think their offense, like their, their ceiling is having him get 10 carries and six, seven targets a game. Yeah. So that would be awesome. He's due for a contract. What do you think he should get? Max money, whatever the well, fuck that, he wants. I think that yeah. <laughs> that's somewhere that the Niners can be very smart. They can, you know, how like Jimmy Graham had that thing when he was a, a he's a wide receiver, but oh, they, they have yeah, the tight end, and they franchise him as a tight end. I think they could do something similar with Debo as a running back and go, hey, 
you got all these carries, you're a running back, and then they franchise you as a running back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, John Lynch, if they do that to wow. me, though, I'm not showing up to camp the next year. Yeah, I think John Lynch is looking good faith. It's, it's tricky because, like, I don't think the Niners anticipated that after when the season began, like, holy shit, we're going to have to pay Debo Samuel maybe $20 million a year. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Almost so electric that, player in the NFC almost. So that's why, like – that's why having Trey Lance on this rookie deal is going to be paramount for them because they're also going to have Nick Bosa who's going to probably make a bank, oh, literally yeah. a bank here in about a year. So, yeah, I think the Debo thing definitely His plays into is. the Jimmy G situation because <laughs> I don't, I don't see how they could possibly justify paying Jimmy G 40 plus million dollars next year when you gave up three first round picks for Lance. But if Jimmy G goes and wins a goddamn Super Bowl. What the hell are you gonna do? You're gonna let you get to the, you get to the Joe Flacco ordeal. I think you get to. Well, I think you trade Jimmy G though at, at his at his highest. Like, can you? If, if they want to see you win Super Bowl, play. let me I tell you, Dan Snyder's calling with five first round picks ready to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think he is. Honestly, I hope he is. I could absolutely see Jimmy G going to Washington if he won yeah. Super Bowl to play and he was the Red Hawks. I saw Commanders, commanders and then the I also tail. saw there was a leak that um, the Admirals was. A, I think there's. I think they. One of the leaks is true, and they're just putting every other possible name out. Oh, uh-huh, because yeah, to make it, yeah, to make I, it be like, oh, well, which true. one is it? I think it has to be Commanders because I saw. Like, I was in, I was in on Red Hogs. I wanted Red Tails personally. But. Red Tails is good to me. I thought Red Wolves was okay, but then like Red. Or they I don't know. I'm end. not a fan. I get the hogs thing for Washington, but hogs like H O G is just such an ugly fucking. But with a Z. Yeah, H A W G Z is that. Now what if what if they went from the road hog, the road the Washington Road Hogs? Uh, what if they went from uh, the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland fuck, the Washington Redskins to the Washington Indians? Would that not That'd be, be fun- hilarious? And they took and the old like- Cleveland Indians logo. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I was- like the, the the Washington Red Wolves is like slap a slap in the face. I think it's like a like a sidestep, but basically being the same exact. Thing. I know that's yeah, a like big, you're wearing like, the head wink, wink. Of a wolf. You know what yeah. we really mean. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, like I think you do have, you have to keep. Team. I've never been nah, a fan WFT. of WFT. They got a good record with WFT. They're 500, I think. I feel like Washington is, is a perpetually 500 franchise. <laughs> and when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your team, you will definitely be 500 more mm-hmm. times than. But um, Taylor Heineke screams 500. He honestly, I'm a, I'm a Heineke fan. I like him too, but he he is. Their ceiling with him is 500. The, the problem with him is he'll have good bad games division. and he'll have yeah. really bad games. And it's like, I know, the Buffalo game. game. Yeah, he's had some. But how about the Atlanta game when he threw like for 300 and then after the game he's like, oh, my God, bro, mm-hmm. champions. That was really awesome. I don't think he talks like that, but yeah. No, but he's talking about how he slept on his sister's couch and they, now he's just threw for like three bills and two scores and a win. I was like, that's my quarterback. And then I picked him up in fantasy. And he's like, are you sure about that guy? And then mm. he became <laughs> mediocre. He laughed his way to the bank. <laughs> I will say this, though. We talked a lot about Debo there. And I think Debo is kind of going to be the best player. I, I mean, would you say he's going to be the best player in that Rams game? On the offensive end, of course. I mean, you got Odell. I think he has to because yeah. unless you unless you think maybe Stafford. Cause Cooper Cup. Position. Oh, yeah. Cooper Cup's the best offensive player in the game, but. I think I don't Cup know. and Debo are at a similar they're, level, but Cup is just Cup has done so much this year. That it's their impact is just anyway. so different, but it, I think it's so important on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. if the Niners find a way to take 
you know, I don't think you're going to take Cooper Cup away, but if they t- they find a way to not let him hit on those big third down plays like he, he was hitting against Tampa Bay, I think that would be the difference in the game. It's just I don't know how you go about doing it because you're pretty much deciding you're going to leave Odell on an island. And I think I even though Odell isn't what he used to be, I think if you leave him on an island, he can kill you. I think he can ruin your whole defensive game plan if you leave him where he's not having help over the top. And the Niners, I think the Niners have good corners. I don't know if they have somebody that they're that's capable of being like, yeah, you got Odell, your cat on a cat, and you're going to take him out of the game, mm-hmm. and we're going to focus our defense on Cup. I think the I think the guy that they would trust to do that in that scenario would probably be Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, who's who's a good corner. He's solid, but he's not a great corner. And I think Odell has kind of been reborn over there in LA. Oh yeah, Odell was too. Yes, yeah, fucking Baker Secondary is kind of. I I know <laughs> poor Baker. Um, secondary is kind of really the only weak spot in San Francisco's roster, right? Yeah, I think the 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 weak spot the safeties are good. I Tart and, and Jimmy Ward are really good safeties. Yeah, and but the corners are just okay. Especially yeah. if they have to roll out uh, the, the the corpse of Josh Norman, who's awful. God, He's I bad. completely forgot. <laughs> corpse. The corpse he of sucks Josh Norman, so bad. That God rest his soul is still out. There. I hate him, dude. I hate him because he he is everything that you hate about corners. He will get gonna... just shit toasted, and then and then the quarterback will miss the ball. And the uh-huh, receiver won't catch yeah. it, and he's the first Clapping guy like, throwing his hands and like acting like he did something when uh-huh. he was six yards behind the receiver. How <laughs> many chances we get Norman versus Beckham two, uh, three? I, I, I hope not, because then that means none of the in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, someone's in trouble. I'll tell you that. They fought much. twice, haven't they? Yeah, they fought twice in the same game. What's the <laughs> record? Are they one and one? Um, I can't. I don't even. Remember, I remember there was a fight, but I don't remember anything about it. Who's got the longer reach? Probably. Eh, I don't know. Odell. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, just talking about playmakers on one side, we can't not talk about the playmaker on the AFC side being the 21-year-old from Harvey, Louisiana, uh, Jamar Chase. Um, I saw this. There's one note I'll have before I let Cam uh, hype up his boy. Uh, we talk about Debo, like it's like almost like a touch chart. Like some coaches will be like, okay, I have this guy who's my playmaker on offense. I got to make sure he gets 15 targets slash touches. You know, I got to make sure this guy, I've, I'm going to line him out in the slot, line him out, you know, by the numbers, put him in a wing position, put him in the backfield, send him in motion, whatever I got to do. I got to make sure he gets touches and looks. I got to get him involved, get him involved early. Jamar Chase has four carries already in the two games in the playoffs, three against Vegas for 23 yards. And I remember he got a jet sweep against Tennessee on like third and inches. He did get the first down, but he only got two yards. And then, of course, he has his ridiculous-ass fucking 16 catches in those two games. Jamar Chase, I mean, what what what, what can we say that we haven't said already? Like, I'll just let you take it, Cam. I mean, it's your boy. Yeah, but, he's, I think he's the best wide receiver to come out since Calvin. Um, he's – he's the kind of guy that like as a draft prospect i mean anybody who watched the lsu lsu clemson national championship saw that jamar chase was hands down the best wide receiver on that football field Mm. and there were multiple guys on that football field that are going to be pro bowlers all pros in that game um and he was what 19 years old in that game uh yeah i think i I just think he's i think he's like there's nothing about his game that's weak and i think he has qualities that are like 10 out of 10 special um high pointing the ball back shoulder 
Like him and Joe Burrow have a, that back shoulder thing that Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers had for a long time where they're com- like, he'll be completely covered, but Burrow will put a ball where he knows Jamar's going to make the adjustment. He trusts him and he makes the plays against the chiefs. We have, I can't even remember what it was. It was like a third and 19 and it was late in the game and it was looking like, Oh, here we go. We're going to blow this game to the chiefs. And then they hit a back shoulder ball. That was like, Holy shit. These guys are so in sync. Um, I, I think he's up there. I think he's already in the conversation as the best receiver in football. Um, I love that. He's a lot different than Debo in the like. I think I don't think he'll. I don't he's think more he's explosive. That, yeah, I don't think he has that. Like, I don't think if you give Jamar Chase ten carries a week, it necessarily helps the offense. I um, like agree. it does with Debo. I no, Jamar's like a Jamar's a great athlete, but he's a true receiver. He's a receiver. He is like the definition of true receiver. He's. Mm-hmm. Anybody who loves to watch somebody run routes and like Keenan Allen is one of my favorite guys to watch run routes because he just makes it look so simple and he makes guys look so bad. Um, and when I watch Jamar Chase, I see that, but I see a guy that's way more explosive. I see Keenan mm. Allen, but Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen who runs a four three. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. I everything, like that comparison. With, with I him, everything looks so smooth with, with, with Jamar Chase. Oh my God. He looks and, like a veteran. And I was the guy that, when they, the draft rolled around, I thought they should have drafted Panay Sewell. But obviously, in the, looking back at it, I mean, I was wrong. But, I mean, it's worked out really well for him. And I'm, I'm glad because oh, yeah. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are absolutely sick together. I am really glad that they, they kept those two together. That's huge. I, I, feel like, I feel like that's the one, going back to Sewell, I feel like this was the one exception to the rule. We need to help our quarterback out from the offensive line, building inside out. Mm-hmm. Was like camps like with the back shoulder, this back shoulder, that against the Vegas game, they hit the back shoulder twice when Vegas was coming back uh, to try to steal that game. And it was their clutch third downs. Those that's timing between quarterback and receiver. Like back shoulder can't be covered. You run the nine, you sell the nine, you're hip to hip, and you, you don't want to put it over the top more like a 50 50 ball. Just put it behind them. And you work that a thousand times at LSU, and now you work it a thousand times in Cincinnati. It's like you can't guard it. It's not, it's not, what are you going to do? Can't I think it. that's like a foreshadowing. I guarantee you, like I'm calling in this Chiefs game. This it was against the Chiefs that they were killing that back shoulder. I mean, he set the rookie record for receiving yards in a game, mm. and they're gonna play for that now. I think they're gonna adjust and and make sure they have someone it. over the top and have mm. the corners, you know, basically play the Ramsey defense where they're keeping eyes on the quarterback and just backpedaling it rather than just keeping their eyes on him and hand checking him and not knowing when the ball's coming. Um but I guarantee you, in this game, they're gonna run that, and they're gonna they're gonna bite on that back shoulder, and Jamar's just gonna turn turn the Jets on and go deep on a nine round, and go get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're gonna have to do quarters half or some type of cover two stuff. They're gonna have to play the corner underneath, and they're gonna have to have a safety over the top because you man it. Mm-hmm. You can't guard it. It's not like you try to put it into the high school level because if you can perfect it, like we were able to do it at South Point between Dylan Trace and. Trace and Borgay, because those guys have been playing football together since like fifth grade, right? And it didn't work till senior year. It takes two phenomenal athletes and two guys that know each other very well. Um, but our re- remaining meeting time, I didn't know this was a thing. We're at five minutes, so I'm going to try to. Yeah, uh, Zoom is kicking us off in five yeah, minutes. Get, get through this really quick. We talked about the playoffs. It. We talked about the games. I will say this. Um, now, with the win, Aaron. Uh, you guys will t- – like, if you win this game and win a Super Bowl, what's on the line basically is that sixth title, which you've been chasing for a while now, which will tie you with New England and Pittsburgh. And just going back at it, like, everyone talks about San Francisco being one of the best franchises to ever 
play the game of football. But it's been since 94 since they've won with Steve Young, Ricky Waters, and Jerry Rice. They've had 10 playoff appearances, lost two Super Bowls. I mean, you've had great teams with great Oh, no, Alec. Sorry, you cut out there for a second. He paused. Yeah, he's – Alec's internet is so god-awful. Um, while Alex, while Alec's looking at that, um, I know – you guys are you guys able to see the time left oh, counter up at the top left? Yeah, it says 413. Okay, yeah. While Alec's recovering from that lag, um, just a quick one, because, Cam, I've been thinking about this all week about how – oh, you are? I was just kidding. I was naming guys, Ricky Waters this, Jerry Rice this, 0-2 in the Super Bowl, this and that. Like you guys have been chasing the Super Bowl since 1994. You got you have to be itching at the bit, not just you, but all nine oh, yeah. nation. Like, is this a team that can win it? Like you said, defense travels, run game travels. Like, do you I feel will... more confident with this team than 19? It seems like the same team, same quarterback, same receivers, tight end. The, the only thing I'll say about this before we have to get off is that this team gives me almost like 07 or 11 Giants vibes. Okay, okay. Ferocious, I can see that a ferocious pass rush, a limited quarterback. They've had so many breaks bounce their way that it's, it just seems like the run just seems kind of magical. I, I definitely agree. Yep, yep. Keep going. It doesn't, make, it doesn't make sense the way the season's gone, but yet here we are, one game away from the Super Bowl. So Sometimes but there are a lot of that come into the it in, in the latter, latter part of the season, like kind of slow down in December and then pick it back up are the most dangerous. It's when do you right. get hot? If you mm-hmm. get hot going in, like beating your rival. beating the Rams the like that in Week 18. Beating Dallas like that two weeks ago, beating shocking Aaron Rodgers in the country by yeah against and getting back to what you said, giving up seven points to start the game and then giving up a field goal to the MVP the rest of the way. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, and you have the best offensive player in the league and Trent Williams, you know, behind you. So I think they'll be Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, and then and then you got you on the other end. You got the Cincinnati Bengals who are zero and six since nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety in the playoffs. Four straight years with a top 15 offense and defense, and they didn't win a playoff game. So you guys haven't won a playoff game since 1990. You weren't even born yet. None of us were. Aaron, you might have been. but maybe you know, maybe. Yep, exactly. And then uh, I knew I knew your age a little bit. Um, and then all of a sudden you get in the playoffs this year with Joe Burrow, and now you're a win away from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I don't, what, what's and that feel like? Probably the best, the best skill unit in the NFL offensively. Yeah, I think. You have a test-tasted playoff success, and now all of a sudden you're a win away. Now, now you're one win from the Super yeah. Bowl. I just think it's a new – It's an, to say, like, the Bengals' history, in my opinion, doesn't mean shit anymore. Uh, Joe Burrow is – it's a different team. It's a different generation. Joe Burrow's a winner. We saw that in college. I, I oh, just yeah. think it's a completely new team. So I think all of the old Bengals' playoff stats are irrelevant. Um, the only playoff stats that matter are this year, and, and he's getting it done, and I think he's going to get it done again. I think he's going to shock everybody. I think this game's going to be a one-score game either way. I'm a firm believer of that. Like, you have a new quarterback, you have new skill guys, new head coach, new GM, new everything. Fuck the history. Like, we're here now. Oh, six. We've heard enough. Andy Dalton ain't here no more. Uh, who's Thank the God. coach? Listen, Hugh Jackman. Marvelous. 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 Marvelous isn't here anymore. Let, let's get after it. And then the last uh, question. Oh, we, we have one minute. Last question for both of you guys. Burrow Elite, Jimmy G, uh, G, I put gray area. It's one of those things where – um, it's not, you know, black and white when it comes to these quarterbacks and they'll always be tied to people. I found it interesting. Burrow will always be tied to Herbert, who everyone considers interchangeable until Burrow went on this run. And then Jimmy G is tied to Bortles, Manziel, Bridgewater, and Carr. I just thought that was fun as minutes clocking out. So Aaron, would you have said when you guys got Jimmy G back in uh, the year you got him that he was going to be the best quarterback, maybe Carr? 
Do you want Manziel? Be honest. Did you want Johnny Manziel? Just say yes. No, Make my I, was, I was never sold on Manziel. Do you want Blake Bortles? I was sold on him after I saw him win the Fiesta Bowl against Baylor. I was at that <laughs> game. I remember that one. Good answer. Uh, Cam, you didn't want uh, Jordan Love or Tua? Tua no, no I thought up Tua on 20. was yeah. overrated. 20 seconds. That was a slam dunk. Everyone screamed their predictions in for the Niners game. I'm going to go Rams 30, Niners 24. Rams 31, Niners, Niners 20. Niners 24-20. Niners 27-24. Uh, Chiefs 30, Bengals 29. I'm going to go Bengals 27.